Hi, my name is Dan Rudat, and I'm the CEO of Christ Real Estate Investments. It's a newly formed firm that transforms distressed real estate uh, for the glory of God and for the welfare of believers. Uh, I'm also an ordained minister of the JC CEOs, Jesus Christ CEOs, and uh, it has really changed my life and my company. In fact, I've transformed my company into a, a new company as a result of my time with the, the JC CEOs. I'd like to pray for us as we begin. Dear Lord, please open up your word, cause your spirit to open my, my mind, my mouth, my words for your glory, and that people will hear your word. It will be a benefit to them that they will open their hearts and minds and their companies will be transformed for your glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. My message is uh, entitled, Big Decisions and Finding God's Will in the Midst of Them. The first thought that I have is to seek God with all your heart. That's the beginning of everything we do. Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon his name while he's near. So our first concept in finding God's will in making big decisions is to seek the Lord with all your heart. As you're contemplating buying a home, buying a business, maybe getting married, anything that is a big decision, buying another part of a business, all these things are very big decisions and we want to find what God's will is and we want to act on those. So I have 10 points I want to bring up today that might help you in your discernment in making these big decisions and how they line up with the will of God. The first point is God is wisdom. He's omniscient. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, very familiar, but it's a great verse. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make your paths straight, or he will direct your paths. Isaiah 46, 9, and 10 says, I am God, there is no other. I am God, and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning. My purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please. 1 John 3.20 says, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. So the first point that God is wisdom, he's the embodiment of wisdom. So he knows ahead of time what we should do. That's why we're to seek him. So point one, God is wisdom. Seek him in determining what to do for these big decisions. Point number two is gather data. Proverbs 18.13 says, don't answer before listening. Don't use wishful thinking. Look at all the sides. Look at every, the side, uh, uh, the point of view from the person you're dealing with or the group you're with, not only your own point of view. Ask your wives. A lot of times our wives walk by the Spirit more closely than we do as men. So allow them to give you wisdom as you're gathering data. Also, use earthly examples. Uh, one, of JCC, uh, one of JCCEOs and CREI, Christ Real Estate Investment Board member Jim Davidson, is a great example of that. So use people that you know in life that are good data gatherers. And as you're doing that, think of them that will help you. So gather data, point two. Point number three 
Don't let time pressure force you to make a decision prematurely. Proverbs 21.5 says, make careful plans, not hasty ones. Take your time. I know that oftentimes we do have time pressures, we have deadlines, and we do have to make decisions. But as much as you can, allow the decision-making to take precedent over time. Don't allow time to be the, the pressure point forcing you to make a decision. Allow God to work through, through the time. Take your time. Many times we make decisions that are time-oriented, and we make poor decisions. So make sure you allow, again, allow. don't let the time pressure force you to make a decision prematurely before you would normally make a good decision. Point number four, examine yourself. Find out what your own motives are. What is your motivation in this big decision? Proverbs 16.2 says, the Lord weighs the heart. Let him weigh your heart. Let him, let him sift through you. Let him examine you so that your motives are godly, so that they're in line with his will. And I might mention briefly, 2 Corinthians 6.14 says, don't be unequally yoked. So as you're doing your work, don't partner with people that are not believers. Don't get into a business transaction with somebody who doesn't share your faith. Uh, the reasons are obvious, but the first thing is to obey the Lord. God says not to do it. I, I'm in the real estate business, and many times I have the opportunity to partner with other people in buying property at, at auction or distressed properties. And, and the Lord's telling me, Dan, don't partner with those people that aren't, aren't believers. And uh, so this point is for me. Once again, examine yourself, point four. Make sure, know what your motivations are. What, what are your motives? Number five, don't let the past dictate present decisions, but remember past mistakes so as not to repeat them. Let me say that again. Don't let the past dictate present decisions, but remember past mistakes so as not to repeat them. Philippians 3, 13 and 14 says, This one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching for those things which are ahead, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So there are a lot of times that uh, we make mistakes. Mistakes do help us not, not to make future mistakes. We learn from those. I've made many, many property mistakes, more than I'd like to admit. Those mistakes have helped me, and I I've learned a lot from them. Make sure that you learn from your mistakes so you don't repeat them. But also, don't let, don't let those mistakes cause you for future decisions to, to not act or to be afraid or, or to be weighed down. Like Paul, press on toward the goal of the prize. Leave the things behind and press on toward those new decisions that you have to make. Not allowing the old ones that maybe were poor decisions to weigh you down like an anchor. So once again, don't let the past poor decisions or any decisions dictate future decisions. And remember that you can learn from your mistakes. I sure have. Point number six, gather counsel advice. This is obvious, but it's important. Proverbs eleven fourteen, without guidance, people fall or another translation, people fail. So I'm sure in your business, you have a group of people that are godly counsel. Seek them out, ask them. Go over your decisions with them. Help them. Let them help you. 
Again, this is another good time to talk to your spouses. They'll, they'll be very good at giving you advice and counsel, and it's much needed. Gather counsel and advice, point six. Number seven, look for warning signs. Be on constant visual as the world and its system, the flesh and the devil will always try to divert us from God's will for our lives. Proverbs 16.25 says, There is a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to death or leads to destruction. 1 Peter 5.8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil walks about like a roaring lion seeking to devour those he may. So be careful of the warning signs. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you. And when you have a, a, a sense about you that things aren't right or there's a problem, go down, that, examine that path. Again, allow your wife or your spouse or your husband to guide you in this process too. There, are, there can be pitfalls. Don't avoid the warning signs. They may be out there. And be vigilant. Be sober-minded. Point number eight, think of the outcome of your decision. Think, think long-term. Do the long math. Don't just think about what would, would work for today or tomorrow or a week from now. Think about the long-term perspective. Proverbs 14, 15 says, The naive believe everything, but the prudent consider their steps. I have a good earthly example. Another board member of Christ Real Estate Investment is Hiro Isagawa. And he's also our CPA. He does the long-term math. He thinks about the long-term perspective. So think in your lives of the people that are there for godly examples of how to uh, uh, people in your life that do think long-term and use them for examples when you're making decisions. We want to do the long math before you make hasty decisions. Think them through long-term. Point number nine, ask yourself, what will make God happy? How can I satisfy the Lord? What will please him and make him proud of me? It's an important point in, in, in making big decisions and finding God's will in the process. Galatians 5, 16 says, Walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lusts or desires of the flesh. Psalm 119, 105. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Listen to the word as much as you can. Read it. Bathe yourself in the Word. The Word of God will, will illuminate your path, will help you to make those right decisions. It will point you to the center of God's will for your life. Allow it to just permeate your life. God's, God's Word is the key, and the answers and solutions exist there. So be, a, be allowing it to penetrate you as much as possible. Also, worship. Live in a state of worship of God. It pleases Him. It, it pleases Christ. It pleases the Holy Spirit when we're worshiping Him. Listen to music. Listen to hymns. When you get up in the morning, play a hymn, play a song. When you're taking a lunch break or throughout the day as you're driving, play, play worship music. It allows you to, to concentrate on Christ. And, and it, it helps you in these decisions to make sure you're making them uh, according to His will. So live in a state of worship. Allow God's word to bathe you, to constantly be a part of your life. Hebrews 11.6 also says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. 
as you're wanting to, to please him, make him proud. He wants us to step out in faith, not by sight, but by faith. What has he called you to do? Focus on that, not, not what you would want or what would be best for you, but think about what God is calling you to do. What does he want? What kind of decision does he want you to make? Do it by faith, not by sight. That's what he asks. Obey. The last point is pray, pray, pray. 1 Thessalonians 5.16 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So it, be in an attitude, be in a spirit of prayer. Just concentrate on, on what God would have for you as, as you're going through the day, talk to him. Talk like you would talk to, to your client, to fellow workers, to your spouse. And just be in an attitude of prayer. Be always thinking about what would, what would Christ want? And then how would he handle a situation? I have a little example. I, being in real estate, I had a tenant that was not paying, wouldn't communicate, and, uh, and I couldn't, no letters, nothing would get through. So I finally decided to go over and talk with the party. And I asked, I prayed ahead of time and said, hey, hey, Jesus, what would you do? I want to walk in and, and be, be how you would be to this person. So I knocked on the door. Uh, the lady answered. She was a single mother of five, and she had just had a surgery. So I, got a, I had a chance to pray with her. I fixed a few things around the house. I just spent time with her. And, uh, and she was even able to pay some. She couldn't go to the bank or she couldn't mail anything. She paid by Zelle. And uh, that's not the point that, that, that I got paid. The point was I got a chance to minister her to her because I asked, Christ, what would you, how would you handle this situation? What would you do? And so if you're, as you're going into a situation, ask yourself, how would Christ respond? What, what would you do if this was your situation, Christ? And, and do accordingly. Those are ways to make good decisions and to be right in the center of God's will. The bottom line with big decisions and the will of God is to spend time with God. Spend alone time with Him. First thing in the morning, last, last part of your day before you hit the sack. Spend time with Him as much as you can. Get to know Him. Those are, those are the ways you make good decisions is when you know the Lord, when you know what He wants for you. Spend that personal time. He, he, wants, to, he wants to have your your affections, your time. He wants to interact with you. His word will speak to you. His special revelation will speak to you. The Holy Spirit will be that still small voice and will guide you and will show you what he wants you to do. He'll help you make those decisions. He'll, he'll help make them for you. In closing, let Philippians 3.10 be the cry of your heart toward God and the cry of my heart. That I may know Christ Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and the fellowship or participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death. So as you're considering these big decisions, which we all have to make, uh, allow Holy Spirit to speak to you. Allow him to open doors, close doors, be, be available, and allow him to help you make those decisions. He will, he will guide you. He will indeed almost make the decisions for you. And that's really what we want because he knows what is best for us. He already knows the end from the beginning. He knows what we should do. 
So we want to seek him and his will for our lives as we make these big decisions. Would you join me in prayer as we close? And I hope these have helped you in your process of deciding what you should do with these large decisions in life. So Holy Spirit, come upon us. Give us your wisdom. Give us your spirit. Show us what you want us to do as we make these big decisions in life, home purchases, building our businesses, all these kinds of things that are that are big things. We pray that you will give us your guidance. You will show us what you want us to do. And we really want to do your will. We want to do what you want for us. We want to please you. We want to honor you. We want to serve you. You are God and we are your people. And we pray this in your son's most precious name. Amen. May God richly bless you. Thank you very much.